Welcome to Talk Geek to Me. I'm your host, Deep Geek, an admitted corporate America refusenik, and this is my show on computers and all things related to geek culture. This is Talk Geek to Me number 23, interview with Ken Fallon, released on Tuesday, October 12th. 2010. Here's the vile statistics for this program. To contact me, e- send your email to dg at deepgeek.us. That's Delta Golf at Delta Echo Echo Papa, Golf Echo Echo Kilo dot Uniform Sierra. The website can be found at www.talkgeektome.us. Ken Fallon is a professional technologist, podcast listener, and podcast producer. He joins us today on Talk Geek to Me for a short interview. Ken? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Ken, we both have Hacker Public Radio in our background. Can you familiarize our listeners with its growth and slowdown? Maybe some of your listeners are not familiar with HPR, so I'll just give you a little bit of background. It's a podcast um, network, I guess, and while it's a podcast feed that releases a show every weekday, Monday through Friday. Um, there are very little restrictions. There's no restrictions on how long the show can be. No restrictions on what topics are covered, so long as they're of interest to hackers in general. And we also allow for a series of shows, um, so a host can go into more detail on a particular topic, or several hosts can collaborate on a particular topic. The big thing that differentiates HPR from other podcasts or other podcast networks is that the shows are produced for the community and by the community. Um, the show producers or correspondents, as we call them, sign up to do one show a month. But you don't have to. You can just contribute a show whenever uh, you like. And so far, we've had 73 different people from all around the world contribute shows. Uh, although a lot more than that have actually been involved in some shows. There's been several different people. Uh, HBR itself began where uh, Today with a Techie um, finished off. That was in 2007, at the very last day of 2007. And since then, in the two years and ten months, we've produced 574 shows, which I think you'll agree is a very, very impressive rate. Um, for the first two years or so, we've been able to produce five shows a week. But as you suggested, uh, there's been a slowdown lately. Uh, with some shows only being posted uh, once a week. How does pod fading work into this? Is there a difference between individual pod fading and collective pod fading? I forgive the plug, but if you want to hear a great discussion on pod fading, tune in to HPR episode uh, 560 by Lost in Bronx, entitled Old Soldiers. Okay, today with a techie and HPR both have been deciding to take individual pod fading into account. They've been set up so that if one host pulls out, there's going to be enough um, people around to create shows to take up the slack. And for a large part, I have to say that this has worked. You know, even during traditionally quiet periods where other other networks, podcasting shows have gone quiet, HBR has still managed to release one show a day. But undeniably, there's been a slowdown, and there are fewer shows being posted but from fewer hosts. So I guess you could uh, call that collective pod fading. Now, you volunteered to work on a, well, sort of revival of HPR. Is that the right term? Can you talk about that and discuss the response and reaction of the HPR producers? Well, the slowdown had been so gradual that nobody really noticed it. 
it wasn't until I heard a comment on the Colonel Panic podcast that prompted me to ask the question on the mailing list was HPR dead? For my own part, I didn't want to see the network die, but if it was going to die, I wanted to see it, you know, have a dignified end. Um, but I kind of the response has been very, very good. There were a few people who said they wanted to see it wound down gracefully, but the vast majority of people are are excited about revitalizing the network, and many have committed to doing new shows. So the long and short of that is, we're going to revive, revitalize, revamp, whatever. And when I say we, of course, I mean, yes, myself, but uh, everybody else as well. I want to concentrate to getting back to one show a day, every day. One show a day, every single day. That builds trust and it retains listeners. doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to want to listen to every show a day. But yeah, you know that HPR, there'll always be something new, something different tomorrow. And for that to work, we need more shows. We need more hosts. We need people to contribute to the pool and we need people to contribute to going back to doing one show a month and if we concentrate on getting more shows from more hosts everything else is going to follow now let's get geeky hpr runs on an ajax basis but some shows stick with flat html and i even know one hpr alumni who decided to use the gopher protocol for his new show can you speak about technology, the amount of commitment required to maintain it, and what you might think of the phrase, sometimes the new improved is not that improved? Uh, you're looking to start a religious war, I see. Well, I like text files, so therefore I like Gopher. But I don't think you, if you want a very popular website, Gopher is not the way to go. But if you want a, a cool project, yes, it's really, really, really impressive and cool. Ajax has its place um but you kind of have to think of it more as a of a application than as a web page um some people don't like ajax but i would take ajax any day over to uh, a website that's developed in flash because at least you can look at the source code of the of an ajax site and see what it's what it's doing but again use it uh, sparingly and not just because it's nice and shiny um technology yes uh, i've seen time and time again where companies are you know frustrated with this big blob of a system that they have and then a vendor comes in with a solution that's going to do everything that the big blob will do and it's going to do a lot more so they sign on to that and then it starts with the implementation and then there are implementation problems and then six months later you start to hear words like phase two and then Six months later, again, you hear to words like phase 1B. And then, you know, at the end of it, two years down the line, you're going to end up with a new system that does one or two things better than the old system, but it doesn't do everything that the old system did or it was more expensive or whatever. Yeah, And that's not, that's pretty much every company that I've ever come across. But And it's it's not any different in the Unix world. I mean, there's a famous story of a startup that was bought because they had an innovative web product and the company that bought them spent two years rewriting the site in their language of choice that they used internally. And then two years later, they come out with a new release, but it was too late. Everybody had moved on. There was another site that had just added those features. So I do like the Unix philosophy. And that is, to quote Wikipedia, Douglas McElroy says, this is the Unix philosophy. Write programs that do one thing and do it well. 
Write programs to work together. Write programs to handle text streams, because that is a universal interface. Home. Yes, and we should all repeat that every night. However, the, the beauty of that is, if you want to replace the bits that are hurting you, so there's a bottleneck here with something, and you can replace that component, and you don't have to throw the baby out of out, the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. So that's that's kind of cool. The only disadvantage of though with that, of course, is that you're not getting a new shiny product. So that's it. Okay, so if someone ever wanted to try a podcast, try to make a podcast, where should they go? Oh, what a fantastic question. <laughs> um, anyway, if any of your listeners ever thought about doing a podcast, HBR is a great way to get started. Um, I know of several podcasters <coughs> who have uh, who've got their start on HBR and went on to bigger and better things. Um, so if you ever thought of doing a podcast, HBR takes care of all the RSS stuff that you don't need to do, takes care of the website you don't need to do. Um, you can do a topic on anything you like. You can uh, you can have a look at the archives and see what people have already done. You can record it on anything you like. A lot of people use portable media players or just the built-in microphone on their laptops. And once you've done that, just email the admin at hackerpublicradio.org and Enigma will pick up that and send you all the information about uh, where you need to FTP the site, uh, the show to, and all the rest of that good stuff. And if you um, have any questions or whatever, there's always the IRC network, Oddcast, Planet, and uh, a lot of the um, correspondence, our hosts, will be found in there. And if all that fails, you can always email me at uh, ken at kenfallon.com. Thanks for being on Talk Geek to me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Here's the vile statistics for this program. To contact me, e send your email to dg at deepgeek.us. That's Delta Golf at Delta Echo Echo Papa, Golf Echo Echo Kilo Uniform Sierra. The website can be found at www.talkgeektome.us. This episode of Talk Geek to Me is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 Unpoured License. This license allows commercial reuse of the work, as well as allowing you to modify the work, so long as you share alike the same rights you have received under this license. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.